listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. But that's what we need because we can be so consumed. For some of us, we haven't left our TV sets or radio or internet for the last few days. And that's what's so powerful about what we can have when we come here together. That we can get an escape, amen? Amen. That we can get the peace, we can get the comfort. And and I really believe God has given me a word for this season. I shared it during our prayer encounter this yesterday morning. And I'm going to be going live on Facebook later today. And I'm going to be giving out that message. And I just really want every one of you to listen to that message. I want you to forward it to your friends and those around you. Because I believe God has given us a message through the prayer of Jabez that we're not going to be pain any longer. That we're going to cry out to God and God's going to change our identity. God's going to change this nation. And that's what we're looking to and that's what we're believing God to do. Amen. Come on, shout amen one more time. In the hands. One more time. I'm so excited about our I Love Summer series through the month of June and July, we come to you with random messages. And when I say random, it's not like we just don't think about them. We still plan them. We still pray for God to give us wisdom and direction. But we don't tend to go or follow a theme for the month like a lot of times that we do. And just as I was waiting on God for what to minister and what to teach, I just really felt to teach on the power of church, the importance of church. In fact, I'm going to answer a question today. Why church? Why church? And I just really think from what we've seen in our nation and what's been going on all around us, you know why church just by what you felt different in here today. Just the release you felt, the hope that you felt, the the joy and the comfort, just that lease of life that you have seen. But I want to talk today about the power of the church, the importance of church. And it's almost like I'm preaching to the choir because I know you know that importance because you're here. I pray that you know that importance because you're here. But I just want to remind you today, church is more than what we do. Church is who we are. And I just want to talk about that today and talk. I would say this is my top five things that I get so excited about preaching. It would be on my top five church. It's just one of my passions. It's one of my hearts. Given is another DJ did a great job today encouraging you to give. Just vision. All these things are so powerful. And I think the church is just so powerful. And Kelly and I just want to say again to each and every one of you, thank you. Thank you that we get to do life together. Thank you that we get to partner together, doing what we love to do, and that is to build a vibrant, happening, lively church that is relevant to the needs and to the situations of our lives, of this world, and as this community. And we want to build the church of God, one soul, one life at a time. 
Just for the last, really, couple of months, I've been mulling over. I've been um, visiting a book and reading through this book. And, and I'm now on my third or fourth time going back over this book because I'm always looking for God to grow me and God to change me. I'm looking to say, what are there in our lives, in our church that perhaps needs to change? What needs to happen? And I've been reading a really impactful book called Lasting Impact. And in this book, it's basically seven conversations. And the conversations are are really targeted towards questions that people maybe don't want to answer or address when it comes to church life looking at church in a whole new way. And one of the chapters that really jumped out to me was this, how do we respond in an age when people attend church less often? How are we as a church going to respond to that? When all around us, people seem to be prioritizing other things ahead of the house of God where the attendance, even though church is growing, the attendance of people seems to be slipping. Those who used to come every week are now coming maybe three times a month. Those who came two or three times a month are now coming once a month. Those who are coming once a month are now coming every other month. And we see this happening unfortunately, as a bad trend that's taking place. And it's not because people are pulling out of church. It's not that they have left church. If you were to meet those people, they're still excited about church. But it's almost like they don't see the need for church actively involved in their lives each and every day. The book talks about various reasons, and you all know the list. I'm I'm talking to every one of you in life, like myself and Kelly. We have six kids. We know how life is. And one of the reasons they say attendance is dropping is because of a greater affluence. That the middle class is a shrinking class right now. The upper class is growing. So therefore, people have more money. They have more wealth. They have more choices through that. And as a result, some of those choices are removing them or taking them away from church. Here's another one. Increased activity for their children. A lot of people today are not just happy with their kids playing school sports. There's a lot of all-star sports. A lot of these programs that what? They are all ran on a weekend that takes children and parents away from church. Look at our culture. Here's another reason. We're in a 24-7 working culture now. It used to be not long ago people didn't work on a Sunday or limited people work on a Sunday. Now it's just a regular day. It's another day, and many people even in our communities around here are working seven days a week in shift work. It's, it's tough that eliminates time for them to be able to come to church. Blended families is another one. Think about that. If you've got shared responsibilities with the parents, the children can only be here maybe 26 times out of the year because they're in different homes, they're in different settings. Online opportunities is another one that if you don't want to be in church, you can see church. You can just get it on your phone. We're glad that we have Periscope every service that we're going out live so people can follow us wherever they're at. We're glad of that, but those choices have maybe given people a choice to say, I'm just tired today. I don't think I'll go to church. I can catch it later. I can listen to it later through the podcast. There's even one that shocked me, but it's so true. There's a greater spirituality or so people think in their life that people are confessing a greater spirituality than ever before. But unfortunately, that spirituality is more against God than for God. 
that they're finding God in other things. In fact, there's a whole new religion out there now, if you haven't realized, and that's called atheism. And you may say, that's a religion. How can that be a religion? People are worshiping that. They're following that, thinking that they are more spiritual than us because they don't believe in a God. As crazy as that sounds. And it's growing and growing. And the list continues. And we all know the list because we are faced each and every day. So many things, so many options that will direct our attention away from church. But one thing on the list really jumped out to me. And it really hit me hard. And I thought, man, as a pastor, I've got to make sure that this is off everyone's list. Because I can't change how busy you are. But I can sure change in this area. And one of the things it said on there is this. Are you ready? Failure to see a direct benefit. Failure to see a direct benefit. People are not coming to church so much because they don't see the benefit. Church is to their life. They're not able to see how it directly affects their life and future. I'm telling you right now, I'm just going to start where I'm going to end. Church checks every box of your life. Church is the answer to every box of your life. It helps your life. Check. Come on, you felt better today. Check. Why? Because you're in church. It helps your family. Check. We just got kids back from kids camp. Many of them were filled with the Holy Ghost. Check, check, check. That's going to change their life. Come on, that's going to change their family. That doesn't happen if you're not in church. Are you ready for another check? It's going to change your future. Because church works in every area of your life. But unfortunately, the definition of church is not the same one person to the next. Because people have a different opinion. People have a different experience. Unfortunately, many people don't want to be in church because they were in church. And they were hurt. They were misguided. They were misinstructed. They feel used and abused. They feel cheated. And now they have walked away from God. Church possesses a great benefit for your life. And church is not just for the broken and needy. Church is for those who are successful those who have it together, those who are living a blessed life. Church is for every person. There is a direct benefit. I love the definition Brian Houston, pastor of Hillsong, gives to church. Are you ready? Uh, I'm sorry, I've written it in the English term, so it's mum instead of mom. And you say it's mum. That's how we spell mum. Is that right, Pete? Pete's enjoying it. He's feeling the spirit of God on the front row. But look at this. Church is where mums and dads have a perfect opportunity to amplify priorities to their children in a destiny-defying way. Wow, I love that. Church is the place where what? We teach our children the priorities that will define their lives in a destiny-defining way. I know today the passion that I have and the love that I have for God's house is something that my parents modeled for me. And now to me, it's such a necessity. I love Sundays. I I get excited about Sundays. I want to go to bed earlier on Saturday night because I'm ready for Sundays. I wake up early. I'm engaged. I'm ready to go. Come on, this is game day. 
I absolutely live for Sundays. In fact, our week at church, what do we do every day at church? We're preparing for Sundays. We're preparing for great things to happen on this day. We're praying. We're putting things into place. We're shooting announcements. We're doing all these things for what? We are preparing for Sunday. This is the day. I love Sunday. A place and necessity for my life. Church is not what saves me, but it keeps me saved. And it's important for me in my walk to be in the house of God. Church has to become a place for you where you can become, where you can belong, and where you can believe. And that's what I want to talk about today. Church, a place where you become. Church, a place where you can belong. And church, a place where you can Believe, And if you have any questions on church or anything like that, tonight at Periscope at 9 o'clock on Peacecope, I'm going to be answering any questions that you have. So please visit with us at 9 o'clock tonight and we're going to be answering any questions that you have on church and on church life. But let me start with what Jesus said about his church. Matthew 16 verse 18 says these words. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. I want to read that again. Jesus said, and I will say to you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not conquer. They shall not prevail. They shall not be victorious against what? My church. Trust me, the devil has done everything within his power to destroy church. He has done everything through the ages. We see it, the persecution, even in the early church of the Bible. We see the persecution that was inflicted. But no matter how much more persecution they inflicted, it grew greater. And through persecution and, and opposition, the church of God has flourished and it's continued to grow. So Satan has had to change his tactics. And one of the most powerful tactics that's working now, it's the same desire to stop church. But one of the greatest tactics that he's using now is busyness. To make us so busy not to see the priority or the importance of church so we don't go or we seldom attend. But I'm still glad today that even with tactics changing, God's church is still alive. Come on, we as a church, Heart Sees Family Life Church, we're growing. We're seeing God move. We're seeing God doing great life-changing things. Why? Because church is not an institution. It's a movement. And you need to be a part of a movement that wants to change your life. So in this passage, we see Jesus said to Peter, you're a rock and I'll build my church on you. A lot of people have misinterpreted this scripture, thinking Peter was the first pope of the early church. And Jesus was talking about him being the founder, him being the one upon a church that would be built. I haven't got time to really go into it, but what Jesus was identifying in Peter was not the person he was, but the revelation that he had. Because the revelation he had when everyone says, we think you're a good person, we think you may be this or that. Peter said, in light of all that, he says, no, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. To that, Jesus turned around and said, Upon, according to that revelation of who I am, Jesus said, that's what I'm going to build my church upon. That's what I'm not going to build it upon a man. I build it with men. 
but I don't build it upon a man. And in fact, if you were to look, and again, haven't got time, but the word for rock in the scripture can be Petra or Petros. Petra is literally a boulder. Petra is a foundation. The word for rock that Jesus is using here is not boulder and foundation. It's Petros. And what is that? That's a fragment of rock. Why? Because what Jesus was saying is, I'm still the rock. I'm still the Petra. But upon me, I want to build a church. And listen to me. God says, I want to build it out of stones. You and I are rocks and stones that God is using. Come on, shout amen in the house, to build his church. That's a picture of the church, built upon the foundation of Christ, but you and I becoming stones that will help build his church to be a conquering force against the gates of hell. I don't understand. Can I just be honest with you? I don't understand as parents why, they, why parents don't bring their kids to church. You show me something because all those sports programs, and I love sports, we do sports in our house. But all those sports programs don't offer you the reward and the return that God says that the gates of hell won't prevail. There's only one thing that is a sure foundation. There's only one thing that's a sure safety and protection for your family. And God says, you better be in the church because that's where protection and security comes all around you. Oh, you're not saying amen loud enough. I'm just going to pat myself on the back and say amen because I know it's true. You need to be building your life, your finances, your home, your children, your future in the church. Why? Because there's no greater return than the church of God. You see, church isn't just coming to a building. Come on, church isn't four walls and a steeple and a roof. That's not what church is. Church is a place where you can build your life. You can build your future. That you can see the rewards and the returns of what God wants to do in your life. Did I tell you I'm passionate about church? I love church. And I want you to be too. So let's look. Point number one, become. 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 Let's talk about why church. How it's a benefit to your life, a direct benefit to your life. Can I read you a story today? Listen to this. I was sitting in a restaurant with my wife when our waiter Brad returned with Amy's salad and my cheeseburger. moment after Brad left us to check on his other tables, we bowed our heads and quietly thanked God for our meal. We had barely finished when Brad returned to our table and he had seen us praying and asked enthusiastically, are you guys Christians? When we told him we were, he positively spilled all that Christ had done for him. Excited by his passion, I asked Brad what church he was a part of. Brad replied to me, oh, I don't go to church because organized religion doesn't work for me. I was intrigued, really? But you seem so excited about your faith. Why aren't you in church? And he glanced around to make sure no one else was listening. Then he leaned in a little bit closer and he says, Because the churches I've been to are so far away from what I read about in the scriptures. I think I can be a better Christian without the church than I can be with the church. That's the reality of a lot of people. But they don't realize the importance of the right church in your life. Listen to me. If your church is not changing you, you need to change your church. 
take that however you want. That may mean relocating and moving. I, I don't know. But you need to change your church because church is that which needs to change your life. There are so many misconceptions out there in regards to church. And one of the greatest misconceptions, and we even say this so wrongly in our lives, is this. When people ask us, we say these words, we go to church. That's a misconception. That's not what church should be. That's a wrong thinking. Why? Because when we say we go to church, that gives a consumer mindset, which says or thinks this. Are you ready? I'm looking for a church that meets my needs. I need a God in a church that will help me. Consumer mindset. Me, me, me. My needs, what I want, what I have. That's just one side of the coin. Because life... And church is not all about you. I hate to break that to you, but it's not all about you. Well, it's not just about you. God desires to use His church to meet the true needs of people. Oh, your needs will be met. But how does God meet the needs of people? Through other human beings. God meets the needs of others through you and I functioning in what God has called us to be. Let me give you an example. One day, a question was asked to Jesus by an expert of the law. The expert came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? Look what Jesus says to him. Jesus replies, Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and what? Great or greatest commandment. And the second is like it or equally important. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so what does he say? First, love God. Then secondly, love others. Come on, say that with me. God and others. God and others. We used to sing a song when I was at Sunday school that says, J-O-Y, J-O-Y, surely that must be, remember that one? Jesus first, yourself last, others in between. No one else sang that song? Oh man, it was top of the charts. It was a great song. Great song. The joy that comes through Jesus being first, yourself last, and others in between. But then look what verse 40 says. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I'll sing it to you later, Greg. And the Bible says in verse 40, look what it says, the last verse. It says, on these two, if you could go to the next one, on these two commandments hang all the laws of the prophets. Jesus was telling someone versed in the law, if you do these two things, if you love God, And you love others. You have fulfilled perfectly the law. Or greater than that, Jesus said, you have fulfilled what I desire for your life. You have met every requirement. You know why church is so powerful? Because church allows you to fulfill both of those requirements. You can come to church and you can love God. That's what we did today. Great are you, Lord. Come on, we loved God in this house. We worshiped God in this house. 
But church allows us to give ourselves to God and listen to me and also give ourselves to other people. You see, here's the truth about church. Are you ready? Church does not exist for you. But we, the church, exist for this world. Let me say that one more time. Church does not exist for you, but church exists for the world. Say with me, we are the church. He has called us to become. That's what we are to be. We are to be His church. I don't just go to church. God has called me to be His church. Church needs you. Can I, can I just say that one more time? Church needs you. We need you to be here. We need you to be functioning in your unction. Paul in 1 Corinthians, and you can read it later when you go home, chapter 12, he talks about the body. He talks about parts of the body, the different parts and the organs and the importance that they play. But in Romans, he addresses it or looks at it from slightly a different way because he talks about having equal concern for each other. Look what he says in Romans 12, 4 and 5. He says, just as one body has many parts, Each has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong. Wow, we belong to each other. What God has given me is not just for me. What God has given me is for you and you and you. The Bible says we're to have equal concern for each other because we've all got a special function that God has called us to do. That if we're not here fulfilling that, if we're not here being that, the church is missing something without you. Come on, each part serves a special purpose. If you're not using your gifts in the church, If you're not doing what God has made you to do, the whole body suffers. Oh, they're not going to miss me at church. Oh, we'll miss you at church. But it's not about us missing you. You better be so dynamic in what you are. You better hope people are missing you in church because you're a missing piece for someone else's life, maybe. Maybe your praise is something that the person beside you needed this week. Come on, they're having a rough week and they see you with your hands in the air. That may be what they need to jumpstart their life. Maybe just that little hand when the prayer comes, when you put it up and someone comes beside you and grabs your hand. What if no one's there to pray for someone? have a part to play because it's not what we do it's who we are we become we are to become the church and since Jesus lives in us as believers we represent him to the world we are in the church we are his hands and feet we are God's plan to spread the good news, the news of love, grace, forgiveness, and a changed life to the entire world. And we can only do that when we become. When we become. Even though this church is far from perfect, you don't have to say amen. I'll say it for you. Amen. Even though this church is far from perfect, think how better it would be that if every one of us realized the importance of belonging to it. Becoming it. Giving our lives to it. God's not calling us to go to church. God is calling us to be His church. 
God is calling us to become the hope of this world because he said, I'm leaving here, but hey, I'm sending you out. You go out and make disciples. You be the one that carry the good news. You be the one that delivers. The... He could have chosen any other means, but he chose you and I. Come on, it's time that we become what God has called us to be. Come on, say with me, become. 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 Second one. Are we ready? Belong. 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 Church is a place where you can belong. Church is a place where you can have a family. You know, a recent poll they did, they researched and they asked people questions. And in their research and question in this poll, they discovered that 92% of Americans claimed to be independent. I don't know what they were claiming independence from, but in their life, they wanted independence. And unfortunately, that shows the goal of many people. A goal that is against the plan of God. I'm going to say that again. A goal that is against the plan of God. Because God doesn't want a people who are independent. God wants a people who are totally dependent upon Him. Totally trusting in Him. Totally saying, God, I need you today because if I don't have you, I can't make it today. I don't know what to do without you. My kids are sick. Life is falling apart. God, I've got to be totally dependent upon you. But this society we live in today wants us independent from God. You make your own decisions, your own choices. Be your own person. God wants us to be dependent. And why is that? Because it's not only that we belong to God. We belong to one another. We belong to each other. It's amazing me when you think 92% of people say, I want to be independent. But if you were to sit down one-on-one with people, you would find a need in everyone's life to belong. I want a place to belong. I want to feel needed. I want to feel loved. I want to feel secure. The world is turning to gangs and violence to find that connection. Young girls are given their bodies and even young men now. Why? To try and find that love that they so have lost and desire to have because they want to be loved. They want to belong. They want to be a part of something. People are giving their lives to gyms today. People are giving their lives to clubs and groups and teams Why? Because what they're looking for is true family. And true family can only be found in the family of God. And in the house of God. But it's through becoming that we have something to give to our belonging or to our family. As we connect and say, I need to be there. Church needs me. Then I've got something to give to people around me. Because something is missing without me. Let me also give you this other powerful truth about belonging. Are you ready? Belonging to a local church, next slide, also provides accountability for your life. It brings accountability to your life. I I, I believe we're wiser. We're more mature Christians because we're in the house. We can get the wise counsel that we need. We can get people to mentor us. We can get people to comfort us. We can get people to help us heal. Where in the house there is a strength that we can find in the house. Here's a question for you. Have you ever had a problem? I know you have. You ever had a sickness? You ever had a child where the principals made a few calls? Not looking at the front row. 
Because I was sitting on the front row because I was that child for my parents. Have you ever had a problem with your marriage? You know people's answer to many problems is to run away from the solution. Well, where have you been lately? Well, I'm just going through a lot right now. Why are you going through it alone? You're a part of a family. This is where you belong. Welcome home. This is your home. Where have you been? Well, I've been in the hospital for three weeks. You didn't tell us. And unfortunately, the reason why is because people's definition of church is different to what we're trying to define as a culture. We want you to know right now, we want you to belong. And family helps each other. Family's there for each other. If there's a need in your life, we want to know so we can pray, so we can respond, so we can rally, that we can be there. But that's why we need the accountability of church. Because when we feel like we want to run and we want to go, we need church. We need someone around us to say to us, no, instead of walking away this time and leaving the church, you need to stay and let's together work through this problem. There's an accountability that can happen in your life that will change your life because it helps you grow spiritually. Hebrews 10.24 from the NIV tells us this. And let us consider how we may spur one another towards God's love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. That's church. As some men in the habit of doing. But we are encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We are in the day approaching. We're in the last days and the Bible says we need to be in church more during these days than perhaps any other day. We need to encourage each other. But what do we do? We've got to spur one another along. If you've ever ridden a horse and you've got spurs, the horse doesn't really like to be spurred, but you just give it a little kick and what does it do? It pushes it on. Come on, sometimes we need to give each other just a little bit of a nudge and a little bit of a kick and say, what's your problem? Get over yourself. Come on, can we just be real right now? Other people have problems too. Other people have needs too. Quit running in the wrong direction. Give them a little spur on and say, you need to be in the house. Run to the house for your marriage. Run to the house for your finances. Run to the house for your healing. Run to the house for your direction because everything you need is in the house. It's a place you can belong. We're family. Look at someone around you and say, we're family. We're family. We're family. Come on, God is calling us to encourage each other. You're not supposed to do life alone. Jesus looked at man and said, it's not good that man be alone. He wasn't just talking about give him a wife and give him this. God was saying, you're not made to be alone. You belong together. Church is where we belong. Say with me, belong. Belong, belong, belong. Number three, you ready? Believe, believe, believe. What does it mean to believe? It means that we grow in our walk with God. That spiritually we grow. Our faith is strengthened when we come to church. When we're around God's word. Romans 10, 17. You live in translation says, Faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing God's or the good news about Christ. In other words, it says, Through hearing the word of God. Faith comes into your life 
through hearing the word of God. What are you doing right now? You're hearing the word of God. What does the word of God heard in your life produce? Greater faith. Greater faith that when you're struggling this week, you can be encouraged because of what you got on Sunday. Come on, church is a place where you come to sharpen your swords because we're going out into a battle. We need to be ready to give to what God has. And faith comes in our lives as we hear the truth and the correction and the encouragement of God's Word. In church, you are taught the Word for you to now apply it. And live it because just the taught word on its own won't change your life. But when you apply it to your life, when you live it, James 1.22 says we've got to be doers of the word and not hearers only because we're not deceiving everyone else around us. We're deceiving and robbing ourselves. But in order to do the word, you've got to first hear the word. You've got to know the word. You've got to be in the house because the Bible says the truth you know. It's going to be the truth that sets you free. Some of you have learned some things today. I pray every time you come to church, you learn some things. That your faith is encouraged and strengthened. I know from my own experiences, and I can only perhaps testify, and I really can testify more because I know your experiences too. But from my experiences, I know some of the greatest instruction and direction for my life has come when I've been in the house of God. Some of the greatest encouragement I've had has been in the house. When I was so downcast and destroyed and thought there was no hope, God lifted me up in his house. He gave me a word in the house. He gave me encouragement. He gave a hand around me to say, don't despise the millstone because it's needed from the anointing. Can I tell you, I was feeling crushed right now. But God reminded me in that moment in time, it was a crushing for a purpose because God had something greater for my life. And if you haven't had a word and if God hasn't spoken to you, then I can sure guarantee this. You just even feel better through being in the house. It's an escape. For some of you, it's an escape because you can stick your kids in the nursery. Free childcare. Free childcare. But that's an escape. You can escape from the news and the media that's bombarding us outside there and the hatred. And we can come in here and our faith can be encouraged and lifted. Matthew 18, 20 tells us why. For where two or three are gathered together in my name. God says, I'm there. Come on, He's here. He's right now. He's present. And everywhere His presence was, a change took place. God says, I'm here in the midst of you. And God's not here to be a passive bystander. God's here to be actively engaged and involved in your life. I like one translation. God says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. He's among us. You think you've got an empty chair beside you? That's not an empty chair. God's presence is all around you. When we come together, God's presence is in this place. And when God shows up, He reaches out to us in ways that you and I cannot even anticipate. Being in church allows you to experience God's presence in such a unique way. So what have we said today? God uses His church to minister to us to draw us closer to Him, to equip us, to build us spiritually that benefits our spiritual life. 
So now we can change our communities and the world around us. So not only are we affected and changed, the world around us changes too. I want to tell you today, church is of total benefit to your life because it will make you become and understand the importance of what God has called me to be. You need to be serving in the house. You need to be helping us build the house of God. You need to not just go to church, you need to be this church. But then church helps you to belong, to become a part of a family. I've now got a family. I've got someone who loves me and cares for me. The Bible says a man who isolates himself rages against all sound wisdom and judgment. Don't be that unwise man. Belong to a family so what? So you can believe, so you can see your relationship with God change each and every time we come. So why church? Why church? Because Jesus said, I want you to be my church. I want you to be my church. I think this is one of the messages that you need to get and listen to again. I think you need to grab a CD, the podcast. You need to be sharing this with people around you because there's a lot of people who don't understand the benefit of church. And it will change your life, change your family, and it will change your future. Would you stand to your feet? like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.